Okay. Hi, everybody. This is another episode of On Purpose. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me, as always, is Chicago Tribune columnist Heidi Stevens. Hey, Heidi. Hey, John. And we have a special guest with us today. This is super exciting, and this was unplanned. Totally unplanned. Totally spontaneous. Bella Gandhi is here. Bella Gandhi, dating guru, love expert, matchmaker extraordinaire. I just fairy godmothered myself and stalked the podcast booth here. So here we are in WGN. Bella's on her way out of the building after being on Bob Surratt's show and swings by to say hi because we're all three dear friends. And we roped her into hanging and talking. And we so we've been talking about everything. Right. I think we've recorded about three podcasts without pressing play. Right. So <laughs> let's just review. Let's see what's left. <laughs> we'll just do, we'll, we'll, we'll hit topics and we'll have to talk about them very rapidly. Okay, here's one that I think is funny. Bella was on Surat's show to talk about dating in the age of coronavirus, right? Yes. And But he started off by asking you about what? Do you watch The Bachelor? <laughs> right. Which is... In the world of corona, might be concerning. <laughs> Freaking me out because, like, last night I'm watching CNN election returns to see if, you know, it's going to be Biden or Bernie. It's going to be Biden, I think. Um, yeah. For yeah. sure. And I'm checking Twitter to see, like, how did Van Jones's thing play with the masses and blah, blah, blah. And, like, all the tweets are about The Bachelor. And I'm like, are people just waiting till tomorrow to see the election results because they can't turn away from The Bachelor? Then you come in and say that, like, even in a Corona interview, Bob's like, do you watch The Bachelor? That was and, a terrible Bob impression. That was more like. I thought that was, that was spot on. I couldn't tell the difference. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's like being on Kogan's show. Oh, but my God. Anyway. <laughs> So, can I have my cigarettes back, please? <laughs> what do we think about The Bachelor? Did you hear the deafening <laughs> silence in the room? The pregnant pause? We, You know, I think The Bachelor has its place. It's certainly very entertaining. I think if we're all going to be quarantined in our house, like, it's it's a fine thing worse. to watch. But I think as a dating person, I looking watching TV, my 15-year-old daughter made me watch it last season with her, and it was actually my first time. The red flags are apparent in dating from date one, and they're certainly apparent on The Bachelor. But people don't watch for the red flags. Yeah. People watch. So here's my thing with The Bachelor. I actually, and and I have had, like, emotional, um, like, intense conversations with good friends who who watch it and love it. Um, I actually think it kind of contributes to how much this culture demonizes and dislikes women. I really do. Like I, when I watch like a political cycle yet again, where a woman can't be trusted and can't get ahead and gets knocked for stuff that like men are doing left and right. Like the number of people who are emailing me about, but Elizabeth Warren's lies. It's like, I think people are so laser focused on the native American story that didn't turn out to be a thousand percent true, but like you can come up with 10 of those for Biden. Like you can come up with a hundred of those, 10 for any million of, those of them for oh, Trump. Yeah. Right. Every, but like, maybe what he just said three minutes ago. Right. But I think that <laughs> I, it's hard for me to watch that stuff happen in God. real life and not link it to the characters, the the caricatures of women in the stuff we consume, the entertainment we consume, even reality shows where they're, uh, you know, supposedly not scripted, but we all know they are. 
Yes, and, and they're painful. I'm actually glad you're here. So Bella and I have both. We did some time on a TV show that we will not name. I suppose just for the sake of the podcast, or should we just say it was Steve Harvey's TV show? <laughs> We've <laughs> already talked about Bob Surratt, so why not invoke Steve Let's Harvey? Let's be super specific, <laughs> and and you realize how contrived some of the storylines are, yes. right? So, um, part of my watching The Bachelor, which I never ever watch, but uh. when I do watch it and I hear what <laughs> Hannah B has to say, <laughs> no, you realize like. Come on, there's cameras in the room when they open the door. Obviously, this is a setup, you know. So, um, but my question to both of you, I suppose, is isn't that true for the guys as well? Aren't the guys characters too on like The Bachelorette? Isn't it like you're this kind of a douchey guy and now you're going to be this kind of a douchey guy Mm -hmm. and you're going to be a drinking douchey guy and you're going to be in this guy's face? Okay. Do you want to answer or should I? Yes, I think I'll. Uh, I'm sure you will have a lot to say. Oh, I'll, I will. I'll keep mine brief. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys I just want say, to agree with me and move on, we can right, go on to, to right, talk about right. the virus. That's what I'm playing. No, I think you know yeah. you're right. I think there's frat guy, there's douchey guy, there's nice guy, there's those guys. But in the midst of women, what it's like they're all catty, they're snipey. It's a bigger statement about how women treat other women, and that's what I don't like. So I totally agree. And I think that the things that men are often celebrated for and the things that men that we value in men are things that we vilify women for. And now I'm talking about it in real life, but I think it plays out on a show like The Bachelor, right? So like a win at all costs personality and approach to life is like a great thing in a guy, right? And it often it's does expected. lead it's expected. And right, it does right. usually lead to actual winning. <laughs> right. Right. And, um, you know, multiple partners, a long history of, you know, being able to bed a lot of women. That's like kind of studly. Now, right. those things in a woman are are not celebrated and are actually like the, you know, knocks against her character. Right. And her integrity. And so I think, you know, what happens on that show is you see you see women, you know, written into these roles and then they act out these roles and then the people at home cheer or jeer at these roles, you know, with with full knowledge that that they're sort of buying into, you know, these tropes and, and mostly tropes they don't even believe in in real life. But but I think that it's still hard for us to separate a real woman in public life, whether she's a boss or a candidate or whatever, from women who are characters. I think we're better able to do that with men. I think men have filled enough roles for us and led enough things and been in enough positions, mostly of power, that we're used to sort of like yeah, that's how, you know, that's, that's how the world works. That's how the world works. That They're kind of the default, right? Like a guy is kind of the default, right? Yes, no, it's true. The default I, I, leader, I, the default, you know, athlete, the default expert, the default authority figure, the default. And so we're still kind of figuring out, like, but what does that look like when, when it's a woman? And then I think we tend to lean on, like, the characters we've watched as our guides. And the characters we've watched from, like, Disney princesses on up haven't been great okay so so i I actually agree um so i have two images playing in my mind here 
Um, one is Homer Simpson, who is the dumb guy, okay. right? You know what yeah. I mean? Kind of the classically dumb guy. So I'm thinking, like, is is there any – does that run counter to anything either of you is saying? The other image I'm playing with, however, is um, – I'm kind of fixated on this photo from Vanity Fair from about six months ago of all the women Democratic nominees together oh, in a yeah. room, like smiling the with each Annie other. Annie Leibovitz yes. photo, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, it's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, to your point, I think to some extent, um, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure how these relate, but the, the men wouldn't have made that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think the men would have sat for that photo. Like, I've seen other images of those women supporting each other mm-hmm, in a way sure. that I haven't seen the men do in the same way. You know what I mean? Because um, they're rivals. Because they're rivals, yeah, right? Rivals. You know what I mean? So there is this kind of like, you know, who's is bigger kind of thing right. even among the men, I think, now, today. Yeah, and, sure. Right? And and that, I think, maybe is the bachelorette thing, right? And um uh, you know, that's why the guys can get away with being douchey guy who drinks, douchey guy who's a former athlete, douchey guy who's unemployed, whereas the women, they don't have that. They don't they don't have the liberty of that because I, t- I agree with you, Heidi, completely. I know that there's some denigration of women and what's expected of them on that show, I think. There's this phrase I, I hear when I never watch the show, and it's <laughs> <laughs> and it's about when people I know watch the show. My friends, Twitter, on Twitter, Twitter. When we're talking about it. It's 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 about putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. and I always wonder like. Is that just like sexually somehow? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how is it about like how far are you willing to go? Like, what does that imply? And I don't actually honestly know. I I think when I never watch it, my interpretation <laughs> is that it means put like making yourself vulnerable, right? To put, put yourself out there, yeah, emotionally. Isn't that what that means? I don't yeah, know. if you're putting yourself out there, it means you're putting yourself at risk of getting hurt. Yeah, that's right. How I take it. And yeah. so, yeah. That is, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of what these shows do for women because I think it, you're supposed to, you're competing to get the guy. And already, if a woman, to Heidi's point, is seen as competitive, then she's a bitch and she's automatically vilified. But ultimately, you're sort of competing to get the guy. So unless you're the super cute, super nice you know, kind of like looking like the girl next door, you're probably not going to be the winner. Or nobody's going to be rooting for you. And I think wow. if you... Right, but they like Luke. For people who've never watched it, like me... <laughs> Luke was the best. Luke was cuckoo <laughs> no, for Cocoa Puffs, right? I don't right? know who Luke was, but I think that... Yes, I'm pretending I... to know who Luke was. Okay, I do know who Luke yeah. was. <laughs> this is a chamber of authenticity and vulnerability in here. I, I used to watch it. I haven't watched it in a while, but my impression was, and you guys can correct me if it's changed, my impression was that... It, that when guys set themselves up to win, they're sort of strategic and, you know, th- think ahead and play chess when everybody else is playing checkers. And when women do that, they're conniving, lying bitches. Manipulative, crooked. Yeah. And I, I, it's so hard for me to separate that out as, like, just a funny show to watch with some rosé when— 
I think that's pretty much what happens when women try to run a company or a country or a friggin' meeting in a conference room. So, so, so it's hard then, I think you're saying, to take women seriously given that they're like falling into these tropes on this show. I I think that for some people it is. Yeah, it's not hard for me personally to take women seriously. But I think as a culture, when we ingest that many messages about women in the entertainment we ingest, it's hard to separate those out and say, like, well, that's just on a reality show when we go into voting booths or workplaces or other arenas. I think that's I think that's hard for some people. So I think people who watch it would argue Oh, wait, but these women in the end are being really, really smart because in the end they win, at least now, because they are Instagram famous whether they win or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not certain of that, but right. Bella, there's, you know, like, is that true? There's an element of fame to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're only doing it to get famous, right? Everybody says that about the people on that show. How so much power I, comes with that, though? Like, I'm all about who actually ends up with the power. Like, how much power comes with being Instagram famous? You get some I mean, you get some money. You or? get some endorsements. And, I mean, you could be a flash in the pan that lasts five minutes. Or it could lead to you being the next candidate if you were a woman on The Bachelor and you have enough influence. And maybe you become the next Bachelorette, right? And then you get really famous. And then you become, like, you know, Hannah G. And we all even know her last initial. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my goal in life. I just want people to know my last initial. <laughs> I just want to be First name. I hope you I can raise Heidi. kids whose you know, last initials follow them everywhere. But, you know, if you think about this, I'm going to go back to genderification. Like, if you think about even being a little girl, right? Boys are like, go win, be competitive, you know, do everything right, seek the power. And if a girl does that, then you're autumn. And if you start telling people what to do, you're called bossy. When is a boy ever called bossy? Right. Ever. No, that's, right? It that's starts... Fair. Early, early on, and we're fed it as girls, and we feed it to our boys. Mm -hmm. I don't feed it to my kids, obviously, but I know we were certainly fed it. Yeah, totally. You guys are both parents of girls. Do do you worry about, like, the the implication of that show on your girls or on girls in general? So my daughter doesn't watch it, but she watches plenty of crap that gives her terrible messages, I'm sure. Um, And and I want to also— say that this is not like just about the bachelor the, the bachelor no. isn't single-handedly poisoning our culture i don't want to sound like i think that it just was interesting to me that like with all the other news it, happening in the world when i was going on twitter last night and when bella came on the radio this morning and like it does it feels like that's as the bachelor is as big a story right now in some people's minds as coronavirus and the democratic primary and, or bigger or big <laughs> So I seriously or bigger, bigger. right? Right. So that's why we're talking about this show specifically. But I think I think what I'm meaning when I'm talking about the show is, in general, the way women are scripted and portrayed and received in media and entertainment, right? Yeah. And so um, I, you know, I I worry as much about the message it sends to my son as I do, as mm-hmm. I do my daughter cuz I don't want him to have those terrible opinions about girls and women right right um or, or terrible examples of how you treat girls and women yeah. or interact with them right like there's some other weird you know untrustworthy species 
definitely. Um, no, the the and again, now I'm going to focus specifically on that show because I think the optics are so weird on that show because somebody can make out with like eight different people over the course of what an hour or something like that, and people were just entertained by that. Like, oh, that's kind of funny, and you know, like normal. Who's, and what looks Not best? Normal. Like, what what looks <laughs> yeah. like it's going to fit the best Especially or whatever during coronavirus. Right, right, right. Yeah, and there, there's something very I don't know. There's something about the show itself that kind of honestly creeps me out. You know, um, for boy, I guess now that you mention it, for boys and girls. Um, both of them, I can tell you, are watching it. You know, like yeah. kids are watching it. Kids wanted to leave last night to go and watch it. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? So they're engaged in it for right. sure. Right. That's so weird. It's so like not how <laughs> the world feels right now, right? Where like every, I mean, when I look around the world, and again, I live in my liberal bubble of Chicago, but like not everyone's straight, not everyone's like 97% white with your occasional person of color thrown in there. Not, you know, not everyone has the same body type. Not everyone's pining to get married. Like these things are just not 2020 to me. And yet it's like still the show even for young people to watch. It's so weird. Well, you obviously haven't visited a Big Ten campus lately. <laughs> <laughs> Fraternity Just, Row has all, everybody looks like that. I, that's how the world looks. It is, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <sighs> no, that's a, that's a very valid point, John. <laughs> yeah, you called me on it. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going back to if a guy, you know, sleeps with eight girls, he's a stud. And then you use another four-letter word for a girl who does that, right. and it's slut. Yeah. Right? So it's like these things are culturally set for generations. And I think that how do we start to think about resetting these things? And about it's about the messages that we're giving our kids at home. And hopefully they can start to change things. Yeah, hopefully. So is this a good parenting technique to watch The Bachelor with your kids? If my kids wanted to watch it, I would 100% watch it with them. Neither of them has ever brought it up as something they were interested in seeing. But I would, yeah, I'd watch it. Look, after I read your book, Dr. Duffy, I have to give you a plug here. Go on. Okay. (laughs) You're like, speak clearly and into the microphone, Miss Gandhi. (laughs) It's like, get in there with your kids. Please sit back and let them talk. <laughs> I'm just gonna excuse myself. Well done. Yeah. Right. So there's not enough room in here anymore. Right. Exactly. John's ego and, and your plug. Pardon me. No. no, but really, it's about doing things with your kids that they like to do. And I think this also stems from a column that you wrote oh, a long time okay, ago. John, so I think you guys up. are oh, yeah. okay. I'm gonna co-balance these egos in this room. <laughs> but no, really, it's about doing things even if you don't want to or you're like, oh, my gosh, why do I have to play this video game? Right. Why do I have to watch The Bachelorette? Because this is what your kids are interested in. So if you kind of put your own ego aside and say, okay, let's watch this together, there's something really fun that can come totally. out of that and super bonding. And that's what The Bachelorette was for me last season. It gives you a glimpse into their world, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the world mm-hmm. that they're trying to make sense of when they turn the TV off and go outside, right? And Definitely. go to school and yeah. go date and go have friendships. And so, like, I'm all about watching and doing things with them that aren't necessarily up my alley. So I would 100%. Or that I even like. Yeah, exactly. That are cringeworthy. Like, watching 18 TikTok videos. I was like, that's racist. That's awful. That's not funny. That's catastrophic. (laughs) And they think these are 
hilarious. Yeah. So it's like just crying. Oh, yeah, don't you think that was funny? Why aren't you laughing? I'm like, I'm laughing inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're having the talk. You're, you're, and then you're I get witnessing the, the thing. Okay, boomer, let's go to the next yeah. video. I'm like, right. totally boomer me. I'm in. That right. was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got your 15 minutes of TikTok bonding. I got to go take a shower now yeah. after <laughs> watching those. No, I am going to bring it back to your book, though, for a second. And then I actually have to go because I got to be somewhere. But um. I loved the part of your book. I loved all the parts of your book, but I loved the part where you talked about how it's really hard to inspire awe in kids right now because they learn to be little cynics and right. pull the curtain back on stuff way younger than we did. And so the thing that you can do with your kid to inspire awe is almost nothing that you can buy them will do it, right? But places you take them and things you do with them, right? And so, like, it just goes back to these experiences with your kids. And sometimes that's going to happen on a couch in front of a show, right? It doesn't have to be the Parthenon, right? No, right. I mean, especially during coronavirus. And it might be empty right now, right. so it could be a great time it to costs go. Nine dollars to fly there right now. Don't yeah. say we haven't thought about like. Hmm, I think there's we all a have two hundred dollar flight. I'd risk it. Would you? Yeah, let's go. Angel. Right. Yeah. Okay, so in the meantime, there's a virus and, um, yeah. and, and an election, um, but that's the bachelor roundup. Yeah. As we were like, I can't Taking believe the that The Bachelor had more tweets than politics. And what did we talk about today? The Bachelor! <laughs> I feel we made sense of gender relations I do. in light of The Bachelor. I do. Beautifully yeah, right. put. I like Beautifully it. put. Yeah. Okay, thank you. We okay. talked about good parenting, right. bonding with your kids, John's inspiring book. awe, John's book, yeah. Heidi's columns. <laughs> I mean, it was... An, Banner day. Thank you for stopping by. Yes, yeah, seriously, Thanks for Bella. Letting me when I was like looking outside of the fishbowl here, hoping you'd say hi. And you let me in. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right, we got to all go wash our hands. Yeah, we're going to go wash our hands. This is on purpose with John and Heidi and Bella. Woo. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>